Hello guys and uh, welcome to the Lucier Wonders Why podcast. Thank you for everyone and all those that are listening abroad as well as in Bromtown or in the West Midlands or wherever you are, London, Wales, Scotland. I just want to say thank you for all the ears that are listening and thank you for being patient with me as well. Um, just to get the next episode out as well. There's been a lot of good things going on behind the scenes and sometimes that just takes a bit of a breakdown just to get things done. But we are here, we are back with season six, episode two of the Lucia Wonders Why podcast. And um, under the mix of creativity and communication, um, we've got another chunky question that I'm going to be dissecting a little bit um, along with allowing you to hear from a special guest of mine as well to join me on this particular episode to explain his opinions and and reasons uh, for the question that's been asked to him. So the question is, does effective communication influence and inspire a person's status. Now, I know some of you will probably think, whoa, but just take it down a little bit. It's actually not that daunting um, when you do break it down. So just for basic reasons, automatically when we think of effective communication, it's naturally just understanding people's thoughts Having a meeting of the minds also, understanding people's thoughts and behaviours from one person to the other. And when I wrote this question, another thing that came to me was the build up and the build down of relationships through communication, whether that's effective communication or whether that's negative communication. And with build-up of relationships, it's important um, through communication, just to be honest. And I think from there, you have a, a certain trust management. Now, when it comes to status, I'm not just looking at celebrities. I'm just talking in general. So whether you're someone who works as a teacher, someone who works um, uh, within a ward, someone who works as a practitioner of mental health, um, whatever it may be, um, office admin jobs, whatever it may be, just looking at how you communicate with your colleagues or with your friends and how that trust is built up. Because to be influenced or for someone to be inspired to help their status it's based on how they react to the communication that's that's happening yeah so communication can be through email through telephone verbally whatsapp whatever it may be and i think a person's status no matter what status the person has um i think that can be built up positively or negatively through how they choose to communicate and react to the communication given to them so interactions they give big big meanings um it also allows education and it educates people into making a decision Um, and that's with positive communication whereas with the negative uh communication 
I tend to find that brings mistrust, that breaks down everything. It it can break down someone's morals, it can break down someone's productivity at a job, you know. Um, I've seen it for myself where people are unsatisfied in their role. I remember meeting one cleaner um, in one of my early employments and she was just unsatisfied with her role. Um, unfortunately new management came and and things just spiralled from there Um, so she didn't feel as productive as she wanted to in her role certain things got changed Um, you know there can be a lot of discrepancies between two people and you know the person that's coming or misunderstanding communication on what's being said if they don't feel heard or have attempted to be heard that even breaks down communication more um and on top of that then the person's status changes um because different people see status as as a different thing it could be how someone is viewed online you've got a whole other status in itself (laughs) um depending on what app um you're on and then you've also got another status Um, within your own community you've also got another status within your own family Um, and that's family as in whether you're adopted or whether it's your biological family whatever you choose as your village that's a whole other status that you have in itself so when we looked at the question does effective communication influence and inspire a person's status you can also look at the conscious mind of the conscious, the pre-conscious and the unconscious because that in itself affects and inspires and influences a person's status. If um, everyone's got a different background, everyone's been brought up differently and depending on how they choose to communicate, whether it's face to face or whether how they choose to communicate online, then you're also going to get some of the things that can be triggers. Um, You're also going to get things that can inspire them from what they've gone through to help with their current personal feelings at the time or certain memories which would be in our pre-conscious and relocated that can help the person develop themselves even more. So it's very important to have good communication. And and people say all the time, yep, good communication, good to have good... But not everybody everybody knows how to effectively communicate. And you've also got to bear in mind as well, everyone communicates differently. Because if you can communicate effectively, then that person, whatever their status is, however they're seen they gain more respect, you know, they gain a lot more status, they gain a lot more gratitude, you know, that person, whether that person knows it or not, that person might build and inspire, meaning that they could be a good role model to someone or to everyone or to anyone, um, which can be more attractive, which can then be more effective. And, And that builds a very high productivity engagement again whether it's online or whether it's face-to-face um I've worked in various uh, environments and I, and I have seen for myself how effective 
you know, good communication within a team helps a team function really, really well. And um, you can see those things and, and whoever's a manager or employee or whatever it may be. I mean, you could be an artist that has a marketing team behind you, a promotion team, you've got your record label or whatever it is, and you've got all these people working for um, one person. And it's all through good, effective communication why that person and the team um, are, are a big inspiration are a productive role our inspiring role it's how that person's status is seen by others yeah so there's a lot of acknowledgements there that that individuals can get just by having effective communication you know um for example i'm just thinking of at the top of my mind i watched the other day um a gordon ramsay chef program um hell's kitchen (laughs) hell's kitchen and a lot of people may know um and for those that don't know gordon ramsay for those that don't know he is a a celebrity british chef and um, he received an obe um and he's just famous for hotel critics and and just being a writer within the food industry Um, And he's grown and developed himself even further now by making certain programs to help build hotels and to help upcoming chefs and trainee chefs in the world that want to become a professional outstanding chef. So he's got various programs on that. And, you know, a lot of people who do know Gordon Ramsay, you know, some people know he, he has a foul mouth. He is quite harsh. He is quite rude. However, the flip side to that is he speaks his mind you know he's very passionate he curses a lot that's part of his personality but there again all of those things can make him have a different perception by other people on his status whether it's an online thing or whether you know Gordon Ramsay personally (laughs) or whether you know him personally So um, it's just looking at those elements to a person to look at how effective communication can influence and inspire a person's status. Um, Another thing when I was looking at this question was you can have effective communication and non-effective communication with people. But then another key element as well is when the communication within yourself is is um, stuck or barred, so to speak, um, and that can be when an individual is, you know, having a bit of um, trouble communicating with themselves. Now it probably sounds a bit weird. You're probably thinking, huh? How can someone have? How can I not affect communicating? You know, if have effective communication with myself you better believe it it can happen because some aspects of that goes into well-being and mental health in itself um and and i think if you're not clear um with yourself and if you're not honest with yourself you can get in your own way um and it also can stop you from improving and developing your life going back to the to the word productivity yeah so when you have a 
poor sour relationship sometimes depending on what the situation is sometimes it can just be your own self at fault because you're in your own way of some kind it could be the case of with the inner voice um some people may know it as that um some people might say oh it's my gut feeling um and and with your your inner voice you do have the right or the wrong the wrong thing and that helps makes perception of the world in itself um our minds are are quite complex everyone's mind is quite complex and it's important to listen and to understand that inner voice it's important to learn about yourself because we can live in such busy lives no matter where you're living in the world whether you're working three jobs two jobs you have a family of four you have a family of one single parent co-parenting whatever it may be our minds are taken in so much as well as with what's going on in the world through what we watch on the news or what we hear on the radio and so with this process you know you don't need to be like a healthy eater or you don't need to be someone who strictly eats spinach and kale to listen to your inner voice I know some people have said to me oh you know well you need to have healthy eating and you need to be strict with what it's with what you eat that's not necessarily the case um there's just a lot of things that that go into inner voice but it's not necessarily you have to eat a particular thing (laughs) just to understand your inner voice you know um but everyone understands it differently and some people are not aware of, of listening to themselves because they've never been taught how they've never been taught how they don't know you're not taught in schools to learn about yourself you're just not yeah that comes with development over time so having a healthy mind equals to having a healthy well-being Um, and we process different impressions from people differently which is why it can be quite complex because we need to be able to stand firm in what we think in what we feel we need to be able to be confident and it can be a battle bearing in mind whatever childhood you've come from yeah so it can be a battle but the most important thing is that you're trying to get better because when you ignore your inner voice sometimes it leaves you with regret sometimes it leads you with sadness and I think the biggest barrier um that I was having a conversation about with somebody is fear fear can really really pull back some of the 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 goals and things that you want to achieve but the sense of fear and and can be a big deal especially if you're so used to mediocrity especially if you're so used to talking negative negatively about yourself Uh, and that can be like a default thing but your program your mind is programmed to do that and some not everybody has a supporting network so having effective communication which can influence and inspire a person's status but effective communication within yourself if you're not clear with yourself can stop you from having or influencing your own status to people you know um that inner voice and that fear those fear-based thoughts can have can be a big deal yeah so when you're programmed by default to think negatively you know it's much easier to feed the mind in that way and I think it takes a working in progress 
um, to get your mind out of the gutter sometimes. And sometimes you can do that by different activities of self-care, journaling, taking some time out to have a brisk walk, see what it's like to go to Starbucks by yourself, see what it's like to, you know, if even if it's that you've never been out to a social gathering with friends or with someone that you're comfortable with, take that chance, take that opportunity, you know, um, because you could surprise yourself. So what I will be letting you listen to in a few seconds time is um, me speaking with a lovely guest who's known to be quite cool, quite charming and quite conscious. And it was wonderful, wonderful speaking to him. Um, and I appreciate the time in his busy schedule for me, to be honest with you, um, in talking around the discussion of the question, which was, does effective communication influence and inspire a person's status? He goes by the name of Mr. C, uh, the comedian, Mr. C, spelling of Mr. And then C for cat, double E. You can find him on Instagram. You can find him um, on Google. He's worked with many, many artists such as Kevin Hart. He's worked with Dick Gregory and Curtis Walker from what I remember him um, saying. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting to hear from his perspective because yes, he's got a status as a comedian, to others but he's also got a status from his personal life and he's got a status within his community so you will be able to hear um, him talk about um, the question in quite a diverse way because he wears many many hats and it's very very interesting to hear his conscious mind so I hope you enjoy it and um, for those of you that want to catch uh, the audio Um, Definitely, I want to shout out for those that have been uh, listening to me from day one. Uh, I want to thank you for that. Um, And you know who you are. And for those of you abroad, you know who you are as well. Um, Please, if you've got any opinions or any comments, definitely email them through as some of you have. Um, uh, Facebook them through, Instagram them through, whatever you want to do. I'm happy to hear the opinions and I will say a a small goodbye for now. And I hope you enjoy the interview with myself and Mr. C. Okay, so I would like to say a hello and a howdy to everyone listening to the Lucia Wonders Why podcast. Uh, Thank you for those that are listening to me uh, within the UK and outside the UK. Much, much appreciated. We are on season six, episode two. Um, with looking at the topic for this particular season of creativity and communication. And um, I have a lovely guest who I have been speaking to today for the first time. Um, And he goes by the name of Mr. C. Um, For those that need a bit more clearer spelling and would like to research about him, it's Mr. C as in C for cat, double E. And I'm going to let him talk a little bit about himself and what he does before we go into the real question. So uh, good 
uh, greetings to each and all, and especially yourself, Lucia. Um, I'll I, I give it a try. I give it yeah, you've done well. You've done well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am indeed Mr. C, M-R space C-double-E, uh, and I'm a comedian by trade. That's what I do. I turn, I turn jokes into cash. Yes, I like that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I do, man. I do. <laughs> I, I, I've gone from being uh, a, a, what people would classify as a joker mm -hmm. to a professional comedian, mm. um, and there's a big difference between the two because, yeah, jokers, you do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do it for free, but when you come into my territory, we, we are comedians. We're professionals. Mm. Um, you know, we can still be funny off a stage, mm -hmm. but on a stage, it's business time. You understand that people have paid their money and there's an expectation and, and with that expectation there's a serious level of professionalism mm. of what comes with the trade as well so that's who i am mm -hmm. um, some of the many other hats that i wear i i promote comedy i put on comedy shows i teach stand-up comedy to all various all various different kind of groups from people who just want to be become stand-up comedians people who want to improve their public speaking uh, people who want to uh, you know, deal with some of the fears that they have associated with public speaking. Those people have got things on their bucket lists. And also we, we use it within uh, workshops for young people, help their self-esteem, prisons, mental health uh, facilities, all so many different uh, areas where uh, we take this thing called comedy and we use it to help people on so many different levels. Um, wow. Also, um, I'm an actor. I do a little bit of writing. Um, I'm a father, and every now and then, you know, I make a woman happy. <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that. And my gosh, I didn't even know um, all the other elements of hats that you wear and how diverse as well of how you spread um, the comedy attributes to others to help others as well that's quite that's quite um a lot of hats you got there um and thank you for explaining that and I'm from Birmingham UK and I just want people to know where where about where about are you based uh, I'm, I'm south of where you're based so yeah literally if you take the M6 and the M1 <laughs> and drive around about no. an hour and a half you know or M40 M40 less speed cameras but yes. you know don't, don't yes. spoil my thing don't spoil you're my right thing. <laughs> you're right so there. I'm, I'm right in the capital of England UK uh, some people call it London I call it Babby London <laughs> it's not I'm in the belly of the beast. Yes, the main belly itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's good talent. So, yes, thank you for that, C, Mr. C. Um, so the question that we're going to talk about, um, it is quite a, a broad question that I've asked you. Um, and the question for those that are listening is, does effective communication influence and inspire a person's status? Now, when I know, wow. What a question. <laughs> when? <laughs> Lucia, that, that question there. And they are. The, the greatest question I've, <laughs> I've ever been asked. You, usually, most people start off, well, what inspired you to cover, Davis, to say? Yeah. Well, you come straight with effective communication influence. What makes Bunga Pisa oh, right? Yeah. Oh, Love it, girl. Put your <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I wrote this question, 
Um, as I said, this topic is uh, creativity and communication. But in particular, when I wrote this question, effective communication, everyone talks about it generally, whether it's work, whatever job you do. It's, you know, they talk, oh, good communication is key. It's important. But at the same time, as basic and as complex as it can be, whether it's verbally or by email or by WhatsApp or whatever you choose to use to communicate, there are some aspects of that, I think, in my opinion, that gives somebody a type of status. Now, whether you're someone who only has online presence or whether you're someone who has um, a status in your local community and other places, your status to me is gained from how you communicate with different people. Right. Well, look, I, I, I will say definitely from, so, you know, from the fact that I'm a black male mm-hmm. living in London. So society has already given me labels or labels of status already. Right. So whether it be, uh, you know, the, the fact that, uh, you know, to police, I'm IC free. Mm-hmm. mainstream society um ethnic minority mm-hmm. some people will be uh, under child of the windrush generation mm-hmm. so there's all these different statuses which are which are given to me by default mm-hmm. uh, correct in london I, I live in northwest london so growing up in that area has given me um a status where i'll probably say yeah i'm north wheezy i'm northwest london um people from south london people from east london they'll use that that postcode stamp. And I'm sure you appreciate this as well from Birmingham B26. And, yep. you know, you, you know whether you're a Johnny's or whether you're a yeah. it, again, it's another symbol of status. Mm. Um, so again, I, I, I have this status of being a comedian. So some people see me as a celebrity, mini celebrity. Some people see me, as I mentioned before, like that I'm a joker. So there's various different levels of how... The world sees you, but for me, the most inf- the most effective thing that I choose to do is I choose my own labels, um, and through my my art form, which is stand up comedy, I educate people through you know um, even my performance piece in stand up. Mm-hmm. But again, mostly when I'm off the stage as well, it's for me to educate people as regards mm-hmm. to what is socially acceptable to me for you to identify me. So, you know, when people in my area say to me, oh, Mr. C, you're, you're a celebrity. Is it a celebrity? No, 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 no. I'm just a regular guy. I'm a down-to-earth guy. I hear no you. What happens, you know, comedy is just a skill that I've got. It doesn't make me any different. It doesn't make me any bigger or any larger than you. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot more people probably know me than you, but those people only know the comedian. They don't know the person. Right. Um, so again, how I effectively communicate that and try to influence people with it is on, it operates on a few different levels. So, you know, for, for as a comedian, the most important thing for me is to, is to be funny. That's what I've got to effectively communicate to people, that I'm funny, that, you know... Um, I'm going to bring laughter to you uh, on a on a on a level of me being a personal and how I how I am and what society means to me, what my community means to me. 
then I'll go through levels as regards to the, the, the types of jokes that I'm gonna I'm gonna drop, and whether I'm just gonna be here for just jokes or I'm gonna make you think about a subject. You know, um, when you said um, in terms of how you choose to channel that effective communication, because by you doing that, you you build a trust management with people those that see you live and those that see you sociably, you build respect, you build gratitude, but also in a smart way, you use your natural talent, your skill Mm -hmm. to manipulate that in a way to educate and to, 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 to influence those in a positive way. 100%. 100%. So you're not just, because you've got different channels to you. You're not just someone who goes on stage, you know, every month or whatever, do your show, come off, that's it. You you use that in other areas to try. For, your, for, you, for you, firstly, you do it for yourself because it's satisfying to your soul and it's something that you want to do, yeah? Some people, I've come across people who, I've definitely come across one person who put their hands in so many pots. I'm talking fashion designer, candle maker, just loads of pots. And they're not passionate at all. It's just because it's different ways to earn an income. It's just mm-hmm. different ways to earn an income. Um, whether they do that sociably or not, I don't know, because I'm not connected that, to that person sociably. Um, only meant them through passing and in an event. But it's just interesting when you say that, how I choose to affect that, you know, positively is by the different channels that you've got open, because from there, then your status, even though you're, you've been given one by default, your status changes and evolves because it becomes adaptable to different people. You're not just adaptable to a specific type of people. Do you know what I mean? So that's yeah, I, 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 t- I totally get that, and you know, like <clears throat> people can take you seriously, people can take you comically. Do you know what I mean? People can see that different shades to you. I mean, look, when when whenever we communicate with people, I mean, it's uh, like I'll 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 unveil and unravel um, some serious, a little bit of mystery as regards to around comedy. Comedy is effectively um, one of the primary um, tools in communication. Mm. It's one of the basic primary tools in communication. But again, people do not, people take it for granted. Yeah. So there's a lot of recognition as regards to people who who do comedy in any kind of public environment Mm -hmm. that they're looked upon as, boy, you're brave enough. I couldn't do that. That's my worst fear. But what a lot of people are forgetting is that comedy is something that instinctively we all have and we all use with ease and without thought, without practice, without any skill at all. We do it every day. Every day there's, there's people out there who are making people laugh every single day without even having to, to break a sweat. You know, so it, it, it's a thing where with comedy, we now can use it to open doors and make people have a better understanding of who we are. Mm. So, you know, when I look at you, I see a black woman with a with a Birmingham accent. But because I see you, yeah, I know you're a black woman from Birmingham. Yeah. Um, however, if I was just hearing your voice, mm-hmm. 
I would still know you're a black woman from Birmingham because I can recognize the tonality right. of the culture. <laughs> but um, until you start talking about your life and talking about things, then I get to know the unknown about you. You know, the level of education that you have, you know, are you spiritually connected mm-hmm. to a greater force, a greater being? You know, do you honor your mother and father? Um, are you trying to leave a legacy? These are the things which you effectively communicate, which influences my opinion on you. Right. So for myself, again, in, in comedy, there's there's things which I definitely manipulate as regards to how I how people see me. Um and how people are inspired by their their, their connection with me. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely that, you know, I'm a father, I've got three sons. Uh, it's important for me, for people to understand that I love my sons. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's important for, for people to understand that, you know, my sons are important to me, that I have to have that contact with them in order for me to, to thrive and, and, and feel good as a man. Um, but also I have to make people understand that there's, there hasn't always been joy in that experience of being a, a father, uh, especially a father out of wedlock, that there, there's pain and misery and sorrow that comes with that. And through the comedy, I have to show people not just the funny side of it, but again, connect with a real emotional side of it as well. So when I say to, to women that I want you to imagine um, those those of you, those women who are, who are single mothers, I want you to imagine what it would feel like if your child was taken away from you and you only got to see your child at weekends or once a month. Mm. But on top of that, you had to pay maintenance for that child. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. would you feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, I can, I, you know, through the platforms that I have, I can influence people's decisions and, and, and topics into people's minds through the comedy. Yeah, it's that is actually something that I plan to actually um, future talk about, um, even though I don't have children of myself and I have a lot of niece and nephews. Um, but that is actually something. Telling me when they're all together. Um, but yeah, that is actually something, a future topic that um, I will be t- talking about because, you know, you, you always hear the, the woman's side. You hear a lot of women's stories, um, and I think it's important to have a bit of an open mind perspective on what some men actually do go through in mm-hmm. in certain situations. And I would be speaking to people who have actually experienced a situation, but giving my opinion also. But um, you never know; I might have to call you back <laughs> for, for that for that topic. Yeah, you, you have the email now. Yes, for sure, for sure, for sure. My, my agent, my agent likes your persistency. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate. I try. I try. No, no, which is good. Which is I, good. And I try. That, that way, we know you're passionate about what you're doing. Very, very, yeah. very, very important. Um, but no, I, I appreciate your your answer in terms of effective communication because it 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 opens my mind to understand that not only, like you said, you're passionate in what you do and how you choose to communicate and the different attributes that you choose to communicate, it lets me know as well that it's a productivity of you, you as a human being, how you choose to operate, but it's also a productivity that you use with the tool that God or whatever you choose to believe in, you, you're using it 
in, you know, in a productive way. You know, you haven't allowed it to leave on the side. You, you're a human that has gone through personal experience, but you're still using that in a way to get to get you through. So effective communication, it seems to me from you, you're not a person bothered about your social status. Just like you said, some people may see you and be like, oh, Mr. C, you're a celebrity. And you're like, no, no, no. I'm, big time, big I'm, time, big I'm time. just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they see you on a screen. <laughs> and, and if they've got the technology to transfer whatever's on their phone onto a TV, you're on a proper screen. <laughs> you yeah. understand? So that's, that's where we are now. That's where, you know, again, exactly. you know, that, that status for some people, you know, some people are not don't even realize the status that they have now amongst mm. their fan base. Because mm-hmm. as you said, you know, back in the day, you had to be a, a massive celebrity yes. to be on television. Oh gosh, yes, yes. Whereas now, you know, because through mobile technology, modern technology, you, you, you're on everybody's handheld device. Oh gosh, yes. And they can get access and, to And you're judged more quickly. You're judged more quicker. You're judged well, more. what you're saying is that through, you know, you know um, streaming, your phone to your TV, your widescreen TV. Now they see you, like literally on their TV, yeah. um, and and so they feel that oh my god, you are the same as somebody who they see on proper TV. Perception. You know? Yeah, it's about perception, and again, uh, you know, it can have a big effect on both the fan and also the person, you know, who is the, you know the so-called celebrity as well. Mm. Um, now the thing is about effective communication which from my point of view is the, is the one thing that I really want to tackle with this uh, on your podcast today mm-hmm. is how people effectively communicate with themselves aha and I'm glad that you've mentioned that interestingly um, because that's something that I have pre-spoken about for this podcast on, on, on a different section how people okay. choose to communicate with themselves and how people can get in their own way um, which then gives a judgment of how they how they communicate, you know. So um, it will be interesting um, the fact that you've mentioned that because I've actually spoken <laughs> about that on the part one. So when you do get a chance to listen to the entire podcast, <laughs> you'll be like, ah, yeah, yeah, I was talking about that. But no, it's th- that is definitely um, a challenging one. Um, and I've seen that in an, in everyday life and even in different work environments that I've gone through. I've mm-hmm. seen that just in general work environment, not just me as a, you know, uh, an artist outside. I've seen how difficult that can be. And there's different influences and experiences for that. Um, and a few people that I've spoken to about that is based on how one parent brought them up from another mm-hmm. and how they are still struggling to come out of that um, inner voice of how they've been brought up to not, com- you know, effect, you know, communicate effectively. So it's interesting that you mentioned that. And it's a shame because we, we haven't got much time. <laughs> We've literally just got three minutes left. <laughs> we might have to jump back on and continue. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we might but, have to, you know, we might have to. But it's funny that you said, you see, like effective communication is about inner voice. Yes. And a lot of people don't really see what a lot of people do. They just listen to the inner voice, but they don't have a conversation with it. Right. And but at the same time, some people, they don't have a conversa- conversation they don't know. And some people, Mr. C, are not aware. Oh, well, you know what? 
see this is the thing now um <laughs> it's because there's not enough people telling them the truth so even like the person you right. mentioned it's like in my head i i laugh because the first thing i would say to them you're an adult now start acting like one right start behaving like one start right being the child you, you know how old was you when that happened yeah you know you're not that age anymore right. so stop living in the child zone i was having this conversation adult. today with staff how crazy <laughs> and staff is a prime example you know like in the working i think this is why i i had to come out of night of five because um for a long time i was subservient mm-hmm. to, my, to my job title mm-hmm. and even though you know i probably didn't agree with the way how certain people were doing certain things within the working environment mm-hmm. i remained within my job title mm. as to how i would address things or how i would see things but um, once they took liberties with me, I will always, because to me, I see things differently. It's like, if you take liberties with me, I only see it one way. Yeah. It's war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear and you. Once, and once it's war, I can now put my job title to one side and I can choose to be either a private, a sergeant, mm. a corporal, a major. I, I, I can choose whichever title I now want to be according mm. to the war that's in front of me. Um, I can be a spy, I can go behind enemy lines, I can be a double agent. I can choose whichever title I want because you've declared war. Mm. Um, and that, for me, was quite freeing and liberating um, in how I now effectively communicate with somebody else. And what it is, it's quite difficult for people who feel that their job title allows Which them to is... talk to you uh-huh. in a certain way. Yeah. And because of that, now you can only talk up to them because you're you're you're, you're bounded, you're bounded, aren't you? You're limited by contract. It could be, you know what? We've got less than one minute. Do you mind if I actually jump back on yeah, <laughs> and <yeah>. continue? <laughs> Sorry, guys. We're gonna have to jump back and continue. Hold your thought there. We'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> Bear with me. Okay, so we are back <laughs> for part two. Thank you, Mr. C, for continuing. Um, before we lose the thought, you was talking in regards to the inner voice, um, from what I remember. And then I was talking about how sometimes people are not aware of themselves. And then I remember your response being that, you're not, you know, some people, they're in adulthood and they're no longer a child. So you were stating how you're no longer a child, so you should be able to either say or do certain things to express effective communication. But yes, continue. So yeah, so I mean, this this is one of the things where people get stuck in their own heads by what they are effectively saying to themselves, what they effectively are communicating to themselves. So, you know, a lot of people are stuck in past trauma or stuck in present situations based on what they're saying to themselves. Um, and again, status does play a part of it because at the time when that person said something to them, i.e. a mother or a father, mm-hmm. or how the mother or father behaved to them, because they were a child and they were stuck in child-like status that they couldn't say anything to their mum or dad, um, mm-hmm. they still feel hard done by it as a child mm-hmm. in that moment. but you're not a child anymore, you're a full grown adult now. Mm. And so, you know, it's, 
effectively forgive your parents mm. because they did what they thought was best at that time and if they made a mistake they made a mistake but but this is why um that's why some people in their adulthood depending on what someone's personally gone through you either operate from an external locus evaluation or you mm-hmm. you operate from an, an internal locus evaluation where the external you look for the validation and you operate based on how everyone else views you mm-hmm. and you productively operate from how you are you are perceived by other people whereas if it's an internal thing you're leading by yourself and you're confident with that because you may have um, managed to get closure. You may have managed to maybe not get closure from the people that you need to get closure from, but you've found some kind of peace within yourself for then you now to lead as you as a person where you can evolve and be and become the person that you need to be. And that's where I remember you talking about um, on part one about the nine to five where it doesn't quite fit. And I can hear Um, what you're saying in regards to that because I've spoken to male and female of different races and different um, cultures where the nine to five is difficult or you know the three to eleven is difficult um, because they're restricted in a certain way depending on what team they are in and then whether they feel they are a part of a team anyway um, for how they choose to operate quote-unquote, effectively. Because if you don't feel belong to, you either shut yourself out or if you're brave enough, depending, depending on who's your supervisor or who's your manager, if you are heard, if you are heard, then you're then going to communicate and speak up. And then some people don't speak up, but they stay unhappy. And unfortunately, I've, I've witnessed it myself um, many, many years ago where... Um, different members of staff from a different department are so unhappy. They bring their unhappiness into work. They're still not happy with the job, with the work. And it just consumes them to the point where they're just, they're just really, really unhappy. Um, and they've got no upliftment in life. Everything is surrounded because w- work is their world. And unfortunately, their their world of work is not happy. So then that deteriorates everything around them. That deteriorates them having a life in their 50s and possibly socialising or, or if someone can come to their house. So effective communication, whether you're famous or whether you're someone who operates effectively within your own community, um, whether you have social platforms or not, effective communication to me is important because without that you can't product very effectively in either your personal life that's how I view it and sometimes like you say and depending on the person if you're brave enough and honest enough to say and that's why I appreciate when you said you know what Lush the nine to five don't quite work for me I've tried it you know and if someone does say something or treats me in a certain way then I've got five different options of how I can react and how I can be but instead of going into that you've obviously taken the risk and the choice and the healthier choice for you to be your own boss to be your own man and use the talent that you have to communicate effectively for what you want to do because you've got no limits and boundaries 
by a corporation possibly that has possibly tried to put you in a box. So that's quite lovely to hear <laughs> in a testimony kind of a way. <laughs> yeah. It's a choice. I, yeah. I, 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 I chose. It's not like I can't do nine to five. I no. just realise how difficult it is for people who do nine to five, who believe in the hierarchy of status, mm. when they come across somebody like me. It's mm. very, very, very challenging. So like, you know, uh, for an example, from, from a working situation, when somebody says to me, see, I'm not happy with the time that you came into work today. I'm not happy at the time you've come back from your lunch break. I'm the kind of person who would effectively communicate to them, your happiness is not on my work contract. It's not, in my t- it's, not, it's, yeah, it's not my job description. Your happiness is about you, possibly your wife. <laughs> yeah, if you have. Depending on <laughs> of how they've approached me with their communication. Mm. Um, and again, you, you know, that's one of the things where some people, um, especially in a working environment, they don't choose to effectively communicate problems. They yeah. want to embarrass people. They yeah. want to show that they've got you under control. They yeah. want to show that they're the alpha. Um, and that, again... I've know, seen that in, in, in other instances. And yeah. again, it goes back to the status, though. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a manager being in the same job before I came for 14, 18 years. Mm. And they've seen their employers underneath them or around them come and go. But because of the length of time that they've done for the organisation, because of other managers that they may know in other departments, they, in meetings, not only boldly state their status repetitively, (laughs) um, but then again, they also, through emails and how they choose to communicate through emails, let you know that they are of this status (laughs) <laughs> even though you know who your manager is or what their status is, but they like to remind you in different ways. Um, so sometimes some people can get so secluded to the job role that they've got to the point where they lose empathy and they lose understanding and just general basic politeness um, in how in how in how to speak and operate within an effective team, you know? So sometimes some people's status, depending on who they are and, and what they're doing, um, it can affect them because, and sometimes whether they know it or not, it then degrades down to the team members and how all the rest of team member, members choose to operate. Because you've got those that are brave and you've got those that are, are, are unhappy but won't say anything won't, you know, be, for whatever reason. And you can have that bullying and that manipulation as well. Um, so it is tricky. It's effective communication. It can be hard depending on who you choose to communicate with because you've got yourself that you need to be at war at if, you, if you're not clear with yourself. And then you've got the person who you need to communicate to and how you view them. It's very, very simple. <laughs> see yourself as a person, first and foremost. Mm. See the, the person who you're communicating to as a person. And if you strip everything down, whether you're, it's your boss, mm-hmm. whether, it's your, whether it's your co-worker, whether mm-hmm. it's your subordinate, mm-hmm. whether it's your partner, whether it's your mother, whether it's mm-hmm. your child, whether it's a stranger, 
or wherever it's it, 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 it's your 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 um your side piece. <laughs> yeah, true. Once you strip away all titles and you say, I'm a human being and this person is a human being, everything else becomes so much more simpler. Mm. But and it's getting people to have that open mind perspective about that. Because it's not an open mind. It's, it's, it's like, you know what? Uh, this is how I say to people, because I've got a very unique way of thinking about how I do things and how I receive information on how I live my life. Mm. And one of the main things what I say to myself is, how long do I want to be upset about something for? Yeah. And no matter what it is, two days is the maximum. Yeah. Two, two days, two days is the maximum. And people will say to me, yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, no, it's all right for you to say that, but blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, not everybody can be, who wants to be like you? And I say to them, and the second question I say to them is, the person who you're talking about or yourself, are you happy? Am I happy? So you can either choose to think like other people who have given you information before and remain unhappy or they can remain unhappy or, you know what, try what I'm saying because I'm happy. You're content. And life is as simple as that. You can either do things on a simplistic basis, like, you know, because we all generalise, like, boy, all woman them, that's all they're good for, all man them. You know what I mean? Those people over there, that religion over there. Mm-hmm. But once we start looking at people as human beings, mm-hmm. and I'm a human being, therefore you're a human being, you start to talk from a place of respect. Yes. You've got um, a connection with that person, which is, deeper than a job title or some kind of instant gratification, um, then the love should really come out. We should, no, no matter how hurt, how angry or how disappointed, the love should still be there. There should be a balance. Mm. So, you know, how I effectively communicate with, say, my sons is that no matter what they do, I still love my sons. But it's the behavior that they're displaying at the moment that I can be angry with, that I can be disappointed with, that I can cuss my blowouts with. Mm. But when I've done that, I still have to let my sons know that I love them, that I'm talking to them from a place of love because I care about them. I have Which to is important. In there. And yeah, it's yeah, good yeah. that you do that because it is quite common that, you know, par- parents in general will just leave it on the note of, I'm, you know, not happy with what you've done and I'm, you know, I'm pissed off with what you've done and I can't believe what you've done and then go to bed and done. Um, it's not really resolved. Um, but the fact that you do bring it back after the cussing, after the whatever and after whatever's said, the fact that you do bring it back to your son just to remind them that either what you've done was wrong, but I need to tell you from coming from a place of love because... An all-rounder is, I do actually love you. You know what I mean? Some parents don't really bring it back to the main point. They just leave it. And when it's Wednesday or Thursday or a new day, carry on as if nothing, nothing, did, <laughs> nothing did happen. And that's, and that's down to how some people are possibly brought up, you know. But if you've got a wider perception and a wider mind frame um, and you know better, which is quite common, then do better if you know better. yeah so it's it's I I like the fact that you've you know I appreciate the fact that you've brought in you know the father figure role to you and that you haven't just spoken about 
um, you know, just you as a, a comedian, as an entertainer, and as a, a positive, you know, influencer outside being on stage. So I appreciate the fact that, you know, you've been brave enough to even bring that element in. And I just want to say thank you for that as well. Much, much appreciated. <laughs> and and you know what? After after all of that, and you were like, why lush the um the question? The question is just you answer the question really, really well, really, really in depth. And you've even made me have some food for thought myself. Um, that's what I do. That's yeah, man. It's, like, there's times where, you know, like when I'm teaching comedy, for example, mm-hmm. uh, I have people come from all over the UK to the association that I teach through, which is called the Comedy School. Um, and because of where it's located, Mm. people come with a certain expectation as regards to mm. it's the comedy school it's based in regents park when they look on the website and they see all the associates and affiliates and the things what has been done they have a, 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 a perception of what sure. they're going to walk into but when they walk in and they see a black man <laughs> Yeah, I actually love that. I love that. Perceptions change a lot, but you see, I love that. Is, but this is the thing: is that with with effective communication and influencing people, mm. is that I know that there's some of them who are going through challenges, even in something like which is as simple as a stand-up comedy workshop. The fact that I'm going to get people now who've never in their life experience have had a black man giving them instruction. Critiquing mm. them. So for some people, they don't understand why they're not liking this experience. Yes. So sometimes I have to say to them, I can see that you're not used to taking instruction from yeah. a black man. To me, and I would love to look at that and just be in the corner and watch that because that would be so interesting for me to view. So interesting. Yeah. But the, 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 the thing that it gives me, the, the other knowledge that it gives me is that I see human beha- behaviour in its rawest form. Mm. And I see that on so many levels that no matter whether they're white, black, whether they're men, women, wherever they come from within the country, or sometimes we have people from abroad, that there is that thing within people where that inner voice is affecting people over and over and over again. And just simple things, just changing your mindset sets you free to be who you want to be. Because, um, you know, like where I sit now in, in the world is that I do not give a damn what anybody thinks about me. I really don't. Once upon a time, it, I really cared and it really mattered to me. But you've had to come from a place of a once upon a time to get where you are now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But... It's, it's at that point when you realise that this is all bullshit. I knew you was coming out with that word. <laughs> I, I wanted to say something else. <laughs> now be yourself, be yourself. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, is, it is bullshit. Um, and a lot of the, the things which we think, which we think is natural, which we think is real, you know, that, you know when somebody dies, we think it's, it's, it's natural, we think it's real to grieve forever and ever for that person, to always, every time it becomes our mother or father's 
anniversary of their death or their birthdays, it's, it's normal for us to say, oh, I miss you, the pain, it never goes and blah, blah, blah. That's because everybody else says that. That's because everybody else believes that. But when I start challenging people, mm. such as, you know what? No, I, I don't feel that way about the death or the passing of my mother or my father. I don't feel that way mm. anymore. What do you mean you don't feel that way anymore? Uh, no, mum. Okay, interesting. Let me ask you this question. When your mother or your father ever spoke about their mother or father, did you ever see them do it from a place of sadness or grief? I've never seen a senior person, senior Caribbean or African person ever talk about the passing of their mother and father once they passed in a negative way or, or a way of, oh, you know, never, ever. Mm. And I was speaking to my granddad this weekend about his mother, my great grandmother. Mm. And again, going back to what you said, no, 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 no. He never spoke of her in terms of a grieving. He's just carried on eating his soup, talking to me about her the same way about when he was on the farm and raising the pigs. And, you know, I was asking him about cooking because obviously they don't have ovens back in the 1930s. So he, he just carried on talking about and when he talks about his mother and she has passed. Thinking about it from what you're saying now, he, he doesn't talk about it from a, a place of grief. He don't grieve. He don't. You know, he remembers his mother. He knows exactly who she is and how he was brought up, but he doesn't talk about it from a place of grief. And I've, I've asked him quite bluntly, you know, do you feel, do you cry? Said, cry for what? <laughs> that's what he says to me. You know, that's what he says to me. She's not here no more. That's what he says to me, you know, and um, so okay. it's, it's funny how you brought that up because I just had that conversation with him this weekend. Um, yeah. About, you see how we effectively communicate with ourselves, but most importantly, we've got to understand that a lot of the way how we so-called effectively communicate is through society, through key, environment. Key point, key point. Excellent, yeah. yeah. And sometimes culture can be erased. If you're in a different environment because you assimilate, especially if you're African Caribbean or mm. African American, you tend to assimilate. Assimilate. Mm. You know, it always fascinates me how uh, American African Americans effectively are patriotic to a flag and to a country, which shows them time and time again through effective communication, they're still less than. Even though you can be anything, you can be the president, but you best be careful of your son's walking street with skittles and 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 and, and pop and mm-hmm. and look at somebody the wrong way, or if you get stopped because you've got a broken headlight, you mm-hmm. got to be careful that you know if there's you're a still man, you restrictions. The there's still restrictions. Yeah, yeah. You best be careful how you how you effectively communicate to that officer. Keyword, correct, yeah. correct. Correct. And, you know, and, and again, you know, how you try and influence that situation can mean <laughs> things going one way. Oh, yeah. Just go yeah. on your merry way. Yeah. Or now people are grieving for you. Mm. See what I mean? So uh, I find it fascinating mm-hmm. um, from that point of view. And, you know, I, 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 for me, it's about, yeah, how do you see yourself? Um, how do you effectively communicate with yourself and how do you 
um, use that for internet. I know that, for example, if I'm in America and I get mm -hmm. stopped by the police, I know straight away my voice becomes very, very British. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I know I can effectively influence that police officer mm -hmm. in a heartbeat. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Where in New York, where I was crossing the road, uh, sorry, I was in LA and I was crossing the road and a policeman grabbed me like, hey man, what do you think you're doing, man? You're jaywalking. I was like, sorry, excuse me. He's like, oh, 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 you, you, you're not from here. <laughs> whole manner changed. Changed, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, we, you know, we, we don't do that kind of thing over here. You know, you're not permitted. You, you could be fined for such a thing. And, mm. oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm letting you know now. So, you know, <laughs> enjoy your stay here. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was regular black. Yeah. Black. Yeah. I would have been up against a wall or whatever. Yeah. He would have he would have wrote me a ticket on the spot mm -hmm. and issued a two hundred and fifty dollar fine. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So again, effective communication is all around. Um, and and you are right, and I agree with you there. It does start within ourselves because at the beginning of the conversation when we started this, now that we've broadened it a bit more, I did actually kind of see it as how we choose to build relationships how we choose to stay productive within a team or amongst friends or work work employees, things like that. But now that you've opened it up, which is quite interesting in terms of how you can be perceived culturally, possibly abroad, how you can be perceived in terms of not seeing you visibly, but hearing your voice. So effective communication is, is, is quite major no matter who, who you are. And it has a big impact of how you choose to operate and be, but you must be able to be, which I agree with you, be honest with yourself and be clear and understand your own inner voice in order to effect, to have effective communication. So you've taught me even something. <laughs> this podcast compared to what I had planned um, and written down for this question and my thinking of thoughts on this question. So I want to say thank you for that as well, uh, Mr. C. Yeah. My, 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 um, my thing I, I, I like to leave with people sometimes is, um, again, it's, you know, what is your plan? Mm. Yeah. And what, what are we teaching our young people? I think I, I was very fortunate at a very early age where I realised that education system is a load of rubbish um because we're more than the piece of paper even yeah. though society teaches you that you have to get the piece of paper to become something or be someone or to be recognized as someone you don't, you don't need the paper i know this is just my lucia wonders why thoughts on things it's important yes in some aspects but i do believe that you are more than whatever a qualification states or perceives you to be it's you are more than that a plan. it's part of a plan but it's got to be a well thought out plan mm. for myself as a, as a child it was very much like I knew I could read and write above average above most of the people no matter who they were even if it's the, the top of the elites of school mm. uh, they probably read and write as well as them I understood that writing um, was a form but you know back then not so much now because you know we've got computers now so you know a lot of people can can write without judgment mm. I don't think a lot of people a lot of young people don't realize how 
how lucky they are that you know um, you can you can write without judgment now. Whereas I was a child, I knew straight away that I judged people by their handwriting. I could see from my mother's handwriting compared to my father's the lack of standard of education between my mother and my father because my father's handwriting was very neat. It was very you know it was it was beautiful. Mm. My mother's was very my. I knew now that certain things straight away that my mother in certain areas of English language and mm. like there's I'm above you mum now I knew this from an early age whereas with my dad I was like okay that's the standard that's the, the thing but even then when I saw children from other school um school in my area called Princess Federica where they was taught italic and writing right is that with the special Inkly, um, calligraphy, yeah, that's, that's okay. Correct. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is beautiful. But then I self, I taught myself to write like that because I realised that sooner or later, when I leave school, I'm going to be communicating with people with writing. And so therefore, I, ha- I can influence people's opinions and thoughts based on how I write. Because the first thing people say, oh my God, your handwriting is beautiful. So it opens up a door, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, back then, all job forms, all jobs. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Handwritten. Oh, yes. They weren't typed. They weren't, there wasn't no, back then, there wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, indeed.com. So <laughs> I knew so straight away I was going to make an impression on people. Mm. Um, the second thing with that was about dress, how I looked. You know, I, I, I grew up in a time where, I saw real superstars, real celebrities, you know, the movie stars, the, the musicians of the, 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 the generation that I grew up, they were all at the top of their game. Diana Ross, who just done Glastonbury, the top of her game. Yeah. So she came through Motown with school people to be excellent, nothing less than Stevie Wonder, you know. Um, just the composition Marge. of music in itself, when yeah. you see it live, you know. Yeah. So they were, these were all musicians who were at the top of their game. They were the elite. So even like the actors of that generation were, be, you know, whoever, the, they were movie stars because of the quality of what they did. Um, so that taught me that in order to do stuff or to be somebody, I had to be star-like. So I made sure that when I dressed, when I went to work, I went to work from a point of view of I was star-like that um, people would say, who the heck is this? Mm. Because I was making an impression about, not also when you saw me, when you spoke with me, I'm going to leave an impression on you, mm-hmm. which you're not going to forget. Um, and humour allowed me to do that on another level as well. Um, but also because I've been studying people for a long time and studying how people perceive people for a long time. And even though um, when I was at work and I was a hard worker, you know, proper hard work I grafted. Mm. But I was still seeing people less than me being rewarded more than me. But then what I did one year was I said, okay, let me study this game, which is I, in one year, managed to get around about three bonuses. And how did I do that? By not working harder, but by working smarter. I went out and I bought myself three new suits and I carried myself away at work. I did less hours, less time, but I carried myself away 
which influenced people's decisions about me. And that's how I got those bonuses. And that's how I got treated differently because of how I influences people's opinion on me. So it's very much about um, having a strategy. And this is what, what I want young people to understand that, mm-hmm. you know, understand yourself first and foremost, and then understand that every time you interact with people, you're learning about people and you need that. You need conflict. Yes, even through reactions and, and responses. Yeah. Maybe responses are not positive as well. If, even negative responses, you're still learning from people. Of course you do. And that's what I try and um, mention to my niece and nephews who you know are young tennis players in themselves. Yes, you may not have won that match and you're playing in this county and that county and you're representing this, but you're not going to walk to the car all the time winning a game and you're not going to have people who shake your hand and say thank you you played against my son good game um next time you can do better mate you know uh and, and it's just trying to teach and, and and open up the mindsets to people to understand it's not just positive responses you learn from it's it's really the negative ones that that make you bounce back that you really learn a lot from because then that changes how you need to communicate and influence yourself to be better there's no such thing as negative um experiences that's again that's that's all yeah 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 everything in life is we're so used to saying negative and positive yeah yeah feedback that's all it is yeah yeah everything is feedback everything correct yeah and we need both yes we need both to improve yeah Yeah. so um look you mentioned something about um closure which i found really interesting Mm -hmm. about people's need for closure and i've seen this throughout my life people's need for closure yeah i've seen this as well yeah about certain people that have passed by in my life the need for closure and sometimes people can't get it from the people that they they really want it from um very little few or few people I don't know the percentage but it's it's a few people that I've come across that have managed to get the closure from dealing with themselves than looking for the closure from the person who they need it from um I'm going to give you the formula go for it go for it you don't need closure it's a myth and it's an illusion all you need to do yourself has come to a conclusion. Mm. I was having this once conversation make, today. <laughs> once you can make a conclusion, you give yourself closure. It's 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 really giving yourself permission because some people don't give themselves permission. Um, and for whatever permission that is, um, I'm just broadly speaking. And then that's where the closure can come in, at, which stops them from effectively communicating and moving on with their life because they're looking for someone to put the lid on on something in order to get permission from someone else for them to move on. But it is realistically stripping things away and keeping it simple and looking at it from a, a, a open-minded person. It's really from yourself. Yeah. You have to come to a conclusion. Mm. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Well, why did why did my dad walk away from 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 from, from, from the family mm. when I was when I was six? Why did dad do that? 
Mm. If your dad's dead, you're mm. never going to get closure from that yeah. question. It's a junk for question you ask yourself. Mm. Come to a conclusion. Mm. You come to a conclusion. Move on from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually can relate when you're saying to that because my dad's passed and there's things that I would like answers from. But luckily with my state of my, I had to make a decision ye- years ago, more than 15 years ago yeah, to literally not hang on to that <laughs> and to, to carry to on to make you that decision. Yeah. yourself from that. Yeah. Exactly. From that need, Ex- need of Ex- I think one, as a, it goes back to what you've said, Mr. C., um, when you take time to learn about yourself and really be honest about yourself, whether you've got a strong support system or not, um, it, it really is about giving yourself the permission because as what you've said, there's, there's some things that I can relate to I will never get answers from. And I can actually say I'm not actually sad about it. You know, um, he is who he is. He done what he done. Um, but at the same time, I don't dwell on it because I've had that closure within myself to make that decision and that choice to say, okay, that's him. That's how he is. There's no hatred there, but that's how he is. And and we keep going because there's answers that I'm never going to get, but I need to make sure that I fulfill and have emotional fulfillment have productivity in the life that I have right now. And I had to make that decision, not from many support around me, just me having a diary and writing my thoughts down. And it's one of them. It's one of them. And I can openly talk about it because I'm, it's not something that holds me back or effective, you know, affects me. I'm happy to talk about that. You're being real. That's why, because a lot of people, you see, they want to hold up this status that I'm okay. I'm in control. Yeah. But again, look, it's, you know, yes. my dad passed in what, 2005? Uh, yeah, 2005. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where the relationship wasn't great anyway. But at the same time, it's not something that would hold me back because I've had... It doesn't need to be great. You no, know, it's not snow. And as it I said, I realised much later... <laughs> were you... <laughs> He's you come to realize it. that as you get older and yeah. you His own job that. was to just bring you here. That's it. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. It's as simple as that. <laughs> you understand? It's as simple as that. Isn't that? If now it's what you do with you, right? Which is important. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah. Like when I buy my BMW <laughs> and it, and and man deliver it, yeah. Yeah. I don't need to know. No, anything about the maker of that BMW. Yeah, the fact yeah, that it's, it's how running. I drive it now. It's what I choose to do with it now. Right. Yeah. His job is done. Yeah. The guy in the factory building it. His job is done. <laughs> He's not responsible for it anymore. He's not. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> for real, for real, for real, Mister C. Just to create the car. Yes. Where I go with it, and who I bring along on the journey with me. Correct. It's all down to me now. And Correct. That's how we've got to look at it, you know. Correct. What's your legacy going to be? My legacy. Yeah, what's your legacy going to be? And how are you going to effectively communicate that? My legacy is dominantly, I've always always said to myself, my legacy, whether I have children of my own or not, at the moment, I do not. My legacy 
is to open up the mindsets of how people think to recognize themselves. But it's important to understand yourself first. This is the whole point of why I do a podcast, to open up the mindsets of today, because we are by default told and, and put into a box of how we should be viewed you got all sorts of apps now that you've got smart people creating these apps and how people choose to, d- to display themselves on their apps, which is their own prerogative, um, puts people in a box depending on how they choose to communicate. But I want people to open up their perception of understanding themselves first to have emotional fulfillment and emotional fulfillment can come in a variety of ways. This is why I look at community creativity, communication, attitudes, behaviours. There's different segments in my podcast and I choose to explore that. And I'm not interested in the money-making aspect. Listen, that's a bonus. I'm financially stable myself. What I'm interested in is influence people in a positive way to understand you've got to understand yourself. And that's what we're missing today, understanding ourselves. You know, you can read a book, but it doesn't mean that that book tells you who you are. (laughs) You know what I mean? But unfortunately, we're running out of time again. So, Mr. C, I just want to say thank you for your time. Pleasure. Good love, love, man. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll conversate again one day. Look up all your listeners, man. One love. Thank you. (laughs) Mr. C, comedian, out of here. (laughs)